Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here at the My Comic Universe podcast. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your other host, Brandon. And today, Brandon, tell everybody, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That's right. The brand new movie that's out in theaters. Yes, we're going to talk about the movie, what we thought of it. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Ninja Turtles past, uh, the TV series, the comic books. We're going to give off some Ninja Turtle fun facts. And then lastly, we've got a nice list of some Ninja Turtle comic book recommendations for all you Turtle fans out there. Yeah, there's some great comics, both old and new. That's right. So join us today as we talk all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Brandon, we went to a special fan screening hosted by IDW Publishing to see this movie yeah that was a lot of fun it was a lot yeah so we recently got to go to a fan screening and they gave us popcorn and sodas and pizza you got to have pizza when you go to a turtle screening right Um, but yeah it was great we got to watch the movie and we got to see it with other fans you know it was really fun experience it was such a fun experience but the the cherry on top of the sunday was the actual movie yeah so the movie was awesome Without giving spoilers, like the animation was amazing, the voice actors were great. I gotta say, Jackie Chan was hilarious as uh, Master Splinter. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really was a great story. It gave you all those feels of a of a whole movie. Another coming of age tale about you know the turtles is always just like this is this is what we want to see out of our Ninja Turtles, and the animation was great. The voice cast was amazing. So. I think we got to start off and let people know this is the brand new uh, 2023 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles. Animated film, Teenage and Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. This was je- directed by Jeff Rowe, and this was co produced and written by Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Yeah. The duo that brought us The Boys, Preacher, Preacher, all sorts of great, great series uh, that have been adapted into TV series or movies for us. Can't forget Invincible. Yeah, that's another one on the list, too. But this movie was just like the perfect blend of new age animation with that like nostalgia of turtles. Yeah, like I really liked how you can tell it was definitely inspired inspired by uh, the Spider-Verse. But also had like its own little twist on it, you know, right? like a lot of the lines in the drawings were like really prominent, which was really cool. Gave like really cool effects to the animation. It really did. The cast. Let's talk about these, these, uh, the whole cast. So yeah, so they actually got teenagers uh, to be cast as the Ninja Turtles, um, which was a good you know, kind of changed. Like, it, a lot of their voices sounded younger. Right. Donatello definitely sounded really young. But Donatello honest, Mitch Abbey. Yeah, so... Uh, um, I'm sorry, Mika Abbey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, I thought that they did really good. Like, there was... They had, like, a good, like, camaraderie between them, you right. know? Like, they had... Seemed like they had a lot of fun making the movie. Yeah. The yeah. action was great. And then, like, like I said, Master Splinter was, you know, hilarious. I, Jackie Chan is a great comedic actor. He's hilarious. And then I, Ice Cube as uh, the Ice villain. Cube as Superfly. So let's let's kind of go over a couple of these sure. like names. So um, you know we have uh, Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog. Okay, so we okay. are going to let you all know 
this movie had a slew of uh, Ninja Turtle rogues in it, and it was really cool to see them all uh, brought onto the big screen. Yeah, that was one of the coolest parts of the movie. Uh, we have Rose Byrne as Leatherhead, which she did a phenomenal job. Like I said, when we saw the film, I kind of thought, oh, she was only in it for brief moments. So really, I wish they would have fleshed that character out more. Yeah, that's kind of one of the only things about the movie is that like because it's kind of short, you know, it's like an hour, 39 minutes. Right. Um, a lot of these like other characters didn't really get a lot of screen time. Very true. So, But there's definitely a lot of potential in like future movies or something to either flesh these characters out or, you know, give them... Maybe like spin-off stuff or yeah. who knows. Oh yeah, definitely. I have to admit though, the one <laughs> the one character uh, from the rogues that really stood out was Mondo Gecko. Yeah, he was Paul Rudd. Paul <laughs> Rudd. It was just a match made in heaven for that role and his voice. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, and then just the way he would kind of work off some of the characters that he was talking with. I don't want to give any spoilers, but right. really just played off really well, you know, and it was a great addition to the movie. It really was. Um, the other one I, I don't really want to pass up is Post Malone's Ray Filet. I thought he was pretty pretty much a nice little comedic throw in the movie. Yeah, definitely. So I, I really liked him. Honestly, the, the voice cast was amazing, too. I mean, if you go through even the original, uh, the, the four brothers, we're looking here at uh, Dontello, uh, Mika Abbey, uh, Shimon Brown Jr. as Michelangelo, uh, Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, and then finally, uh, rounding out the roster is Bradley Noon as Raphael. And I only really know of Bradley's past work because he was on the Mighty Ducks game chain. Yeah, that's show. where I recognize that voice from. So, yeah. So and honestly, like you said, Brandon, they blended very well together. I liked their voices. I liked the cast. They did build upon each other. Uh, and honestly, it was a great movie. I really believe what the hype is behind it and the reviews are definitely accurate. Go see this one. This is the Ninja Turtles movie you've been waiting for. Yeah, I, you know, like I like watching all of the older, you know, uh, stuff that they kind of more recently did, but this movie is much better in my opinion. It's got a good blend of like humor and action and the animation is amazing. It's I think a great movie for both adults who kind of grew up, you know, with turtles and then also it's great for kids to kind of introduce a new generation to turtles. Yeah. So it's it's a great, you know, like it's got that kind of like way of writing and humor that's kind of more targeted to kids but not in done in a way where like adults can't enjoy it so yeah. that was something i really enjoyed about the movie the funniest cast ever assembled surprise yes bro oh, I enough oh man you can't stop us lock and look we're the only ones who can do this Yes, yeah, so to round this off with the voice cast, we also got to give a little props out to John Cena as Rocksteady, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman, Brandon, you also mentioned Ice Cube as Superfly. Yeah, he was hilarious. He really was. And, uh, of course, Seth Rogen himself as Bebop. Yeah. Okay, so we got our original rogues who are now in our, into the mu movie universe. So I can only imagine what they have in store for the future of this version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, especially with that mid-credits scene. Yes. Now, we don't want to give anything away here, but... But it definitely, like, 
teases, you know, what's to come. Yes. So don't miss out on that. And we can't forget about one more thing. Enjoy the movie. You'll see a million little Easter eggs that they've hidden in the movie, but you'll find them on your own. And let us know in the comments and let us know at My Comic Universe which Easter eggs you've found in the movie. The new movie was really exciting, but let's talk a little bit about the Turtles' past. Now, we grew up in the 90s, Brandon, so we were fortunate enough that we got to see the original films uh, that were released from the Jim Hansen films. Yeah, but uh, definitely are a little bit dated, for sure. They are, they are. I will say that compared to what we've seen in the last few years with the other films that have come out, the other animated movies and the Michael Bay films... It does look a little bit behind the times. So, but it will always hold that nostalgia that those were the first films that came to the screen. And the voices of Brian Tucci and Robbie Rist and Corey Feldman and Josh Pass will always be embedded in our minds as the original Turtles. But I, like we said, we love the new cast. Yeah. Uh, gnarly, radical. Uh, uh, I have always liked Kawabunga. Kawabunga! I made a funny. After the comic books, we got we got the movies and the cartoon. And now that the cartoon, we officially found out at San Diego Comic-Con that the cartoon, the original 80s cartoon, is coming back to be aired on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's awesome. Love that cartoon. We grew up on this. This was like the whole thing that built Ninja Turtles for like the whole generation was that cartoon. No, yeah, definitely. I remember watching all of those episodes. (laughs) There's so many uh, different cool episodes. Uh, Brandon. Who was your favorite Ninja Turtle? My favorite Ninja Turtle is always Michelangelo. Ah, nice. (laughs) Cowabunga, dude. (laughs) What about you, Brian? Who's your favorite? Ah, It's really hard to choose because all the brothers have their own, like, unique personalities. But I was always a little partial to Donatello because he always came up with cool ideas and inventions. And for some reason, he always drove the van. (laughs) I don't know why, but he was always the driver. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So I really love like that Nickelodeon's bringing it back. Uh, Kevin Eastman told us at San Diego Comic-Con during a panel that basically they've obtained the rights and they're going to show every episode. And, you know, there's also potential for, you know, for them to continue that animation style and adapt it into a continuation series. That would be awesome because, you know, you really get that nostalgic feeling from that animation style. You really, really do. You can't deny it. It just really fills your soul with that, like, that turtle power, you know? Yeah, and when you hear that song, you know, you can't help but be happy. (laughs) Yeah, you really can't. And to be honest, like, not only did we in the 90s get the the live action movies and the you know we we had comic books toys but we also had some amazing video games that came out like the teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game yeah i remember going to the arcade and playing that all the time it was so So much much fun so much fun man (laughs) and you could choose from all the turtles and then 
I think it was like a year or two ago they came out with like Shredder's Revenge, which was yeah. like a revamping of the game, yeah. which is kind of cool because that really brings you into the turtle world. But I really wish that they would put a little bit more of the rogues in those games. Totally. You know, yeah, I think that arcade game and the Simpsons arcade game are two of my favorite arcade games from back then. <laughs> Yeah, those definitely hold a lot of nostalgia and a lot of memories from going down to the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Pizza Power! Okay, now, we definitely want to talk about some interesting Ninja Turtle fun facts. Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode, just going over some fun facts or lesser-known facts from the topic that we're discussing. We have some interesting ones that we were talking about before the episode, and Brandon and I came up with the best ones, I think. (laughs) So, Brandon, you were telling me about the Turtles' weapons before we get started. So if you don't know why Master Splinter... Uh, gave them the specific weapons that they have, it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, So for Leonardo, he's the leader of the group. He's expected to know when to not kill. So he is given the most deadly weapon, the katana. Then you have Raphael. He is very angry and violent, so he's given the least deadly weapon, which is the Psy, which don't have the uh, sharp points at the end. Uh, then you have Donatello, which is this one's really cool. It's like he's very tech savvy, very reliant on tech. Right. So he's given uh, a pretty much just a stick, which is the opposite of technology. You know, being reliant on technology. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Michelangelo, and he's just crazy and you know uh, impatient and out of control. And so he's given the nunchucks, which require a lot of patience and technical skill. So I thought that was pretty cool. How it's kind of like the not necessarily the opposite, but it's like the yeah. It's kind of like the weapon is the opposite of what they're not supposed to do. So it kind of helps like strengthen their weaknesses. That's very interesting, and I bet this was all planned out when Master Splinter first started like training them, even before they adapted into teenagers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so some other very fun facts that you'd like to know about the Ninja Turtles is the first appearance of the turtles. They made their first appearance. Appearance in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, released in 1984 by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. And this is like one of the most sought after comic books on the market. Everybody wants this for their collection. But the interesting fact is, is there's a very small niche run because there was a limited print on those. Yeah, it was self-published. So self-published. That's why there's not many. But the cool thing about these... Uh, comics is that they're just completely different from like the cartoons that we get exactly it opened us to a world of what the turtles were originally and the cartoon was kind of like a a weird like spin-off of it you know yeah so and so it's definitely like a lot more for adults like it was definitely really cool the cartoon was more vibrant more like less edgy you know more family friendly and kid friendly whereas the books were very violent and dark yeah and actually another little fun fact is did you know that in the original comics they all just had one color uh which was red that's right and uh it wasn't until the cartoon came out that they gave them 
the different colors because they were trying to make it a little bit more kid friendly and they were giving them more of their personalities and stuff. Very, very true. Uh, I remember that transition of like when I saw the comic books compared to the TV series. And it's like, yeah, they completely like changed what originally Eastman and Laird laid the foundation for. Speaking of Eastman and Laird, did you know that they formed Mirage Studios to self-publish the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series? Yeah, I thought this was a really cool fact. (laughs) This is amazing. They made their dreams come true. They did. Just like in the 90s when Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, and all those guys got together to do Image Image, Comics. Yeah, exactly. Reminded me a lot about Image. Yeah. What is also interesting about the Ninja Turtles is they have a connection to Daredevil and the fact that the influence from Daredevil's stick was inspiration for the Laird and Eastman to create Master Splinter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. <laughs> and all in all, Ninja Turtles is the longest running independently published comic book series on the market. Oh, that's cool. So these are just some fun facts that we wanted to let you all know about. So if you want to get any more of these turtle facts, you could check it all out at mycomicuniverse.com. Yep, we'll be putting up a list of extra facts along with this podcast. So make sure you check it out along with our social media and My Comic Universe. So now we're going to talk a little bit about some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic book recommendations. That's right, Brian. What's our first recommendation? So the first one on our list is going to be the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series written by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. And this is the comic book that started everything. This laid down the foundation of who... Our four turtle brothers are Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael as they fight against the elusive Foot Clan and the evil Shredder. This was the comic of all comics to get into back in the 80s, and it is still one of our top recommendations today. Yep, you definitely need to pick this one up. Next on our list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Return to New York. Now, this was another story that was written by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird back in 1989. And in this storyline, after a while, the Turtles have faced their greatest challenge. And after their time away from New York, they return again to, yet again, confront the Foot Clan and the Evil Shredder, who has returned. So this is kind of like a a sequel series or kind of like a, a secondary series to the original series. Which is something I think everybody would enjoy reading if you're a turtle. Next one on our list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles City at War. This was also written by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird and released in 1990. This one is a very interesting story. It's a turning point in the Turtles series where they have to face a whole new set of allies and villains on a full-scale war with the Foot Clan. Uh, There's a lot of significant challenges and changes in their lives, and somebody may not make it out after all. So this is one of those title series that you don't want to miss out on. Next up is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventure Series. Now, this varies by creators, and it is a comic book spinoff series that was based on the more popular animated TV show, focusing a little bit more on the Turtles' adventures in a more humorous tone and a little more kid friendly 
And actually, they just revamped this series more recently as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures series. Oh, that's cool. So this is kind of a, a continuation or a revamping of it, but it, it still gives you that humorous tone and that kid-friendly like Ninja Turtle story you're looking for. Next on our list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles City Fall. Now, this is a story by Kevin Eastman, Tom Waltz. This is an interesting story where the turtles actually have to turn on their own brother as Leonardo is brainwashed by the Shredder <sighs> and then is forced to face off against his family. How could he? I know. So sad. I really like this one in particular because this was one of those Ninja Turtle stories that kind of got me back into the Ninja Turtles IDW like world that wanted kept me entertained as a reader. Yeah, this was definitely a cool one. Brandon, there's a couple other titles we'd like to let our, our listeners know about. Which ones are those? Yeah, so first on the list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Row. This is a newer comic from 2020 uh, to 2021. A five-issue miniseries. Uh, this is uh, where Kevin Eastman actually came back and reunited with Peter Laird. Right. Um, and Tom Waltz came along to help. Um, and it's a five-issue miniseries that is set in a is set in a dystopian future version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe where three of the turtles have been killed and there's only one survivor. And they don't initially tell you who the remaining turtle is. So it's a fun story, uh, just five issues, um, highly recommend it. Yes, this is one of my favorites that's come out as well along with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles City Fall. Next on the list is a fun one. So as a DC and Batman fan, this is one of my favorites. It's a crossover um, event. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman. Uh, it released in uh, 2015 to 2016. It's a story by James Tinian IV, uh, who actually just won an Eisner, an Eisner this year. That's right. Yeah, he's a great comic book writer. Uh, and the art by Freddie Williams II. So it's a trans-dimensional encounter that sees the Foot Clan led by Shredder and villainous Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe join forces with some of Batman's most notorious foes, including the Joker and Harley Quinn. So that's pretty cool. And then together they they plan to take over Gotham and New York City. And then you got a cool team up of Batman and the Turtles. I mean, what more do you want? Exactly. The world's greatest detective and the four great turtles that are ninja experts. Yeah, I mean, and Batman is a ninja himself, yeah. you know, so it's cool seeing uh, their interactions and, you know, how they, uh, you know, work together or don't work together, you know, so it's pretty fun it's, series. It, it's like this opposite perspective of, like, a dark like person like Batman and then these vibrant turtles who are just like their detective skills are all over the map. Exactly. Know? And they made an animated movie off this. So after you read it, you can then go and enjoy the animated version. So if you're interested in any of these amazing Ninja Turtle comic books, we're going to have a list on our website at mycomicuniverse.com. And don't forget to check out your local comic book shop because they'll have them as well. All right, and before we finish out this episode, the last thing we want to do is give you a teaser for the next episode. That's right. Brian, what's that episode going to be about? Since it's blockbuster movie season, that's right. We're going to talk about the blockbuster hit Blue Beetle. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about this. This is a new DC movie coming out. 
about an awesome character that's not really that well known so it's kind of fun that he's getting his own movie yes you know jaime reyes is a fan favorite you know we loved him in young justice animated series and he's got some great comics of his own so that's we can't right. wait to talk about him so we're going to talk all about blue beetle jaime reyes ted cord all the different variations and of course we're going to talk about some comic books like brandon recommended so don't miss our next episode here at the my comic universe podcast i'm your host brian and i'm your other host brandon and we'll see you next time see ya